At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circa Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow along on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Well, game one of the NBA Finals is in the books, and it is the underdog, not for long, Boston Celtics, who take a 1-0 series lead with a 120-108 come-from-behind victory in San Francisco. This was a close first half in which the you know Warriors led at the end of the first quarter. The Celtics, with a better second quarter, actually had a two-point lead at the half. And then in the third quarter, Golden State just took over. And we're up 15 points. And then the Celtics battled and went on. Not a 6-0 run, not an 8-0 run, not a 10-0 run. A 17-0 run in the final five minutes of the game to go from down at one point, 103, what was it, 103-100 or 103-102? They took the lead, and it was after that uh, three-pointer to take the lead, and they never looked back. It was, I couldn't believe what I was watching. When they took the lead on, I believe it was the Al Horford three-pointer to make it, well, Derek White makes the three to tie the game. Al Horford makes the three to give them a 106-103 lead. That was 5-10 left in the fourth quarter. The Warriors didn't get another basket until a minute nine left when Klay Thompson hit a shot. At that point, it was 117-105. What an incredible fourth quarter for the Boston Celtics. What I don't even want to say it was a collapse. It's just the Celtics at one point hit eight of their first nine three-pointers in the fourth quarter. What can you do when a team just starts drilling all of their threes? I thought the Golden State did a good job. Uh, defending Jason Tatum. Tatum was off all night. Three of 17 from the field, just 12 points. But he got a little help from his friends. Al Horford with a big night with 26 points. He made six three-pointers playing in his first NBA Finals game in his long career. Remember, he set the record for the most playoff games 
without appearing in an NBA Finals. So he has 26 points, 9 of 12 shooting, 6 of 8 from three-point range. Jalen Brown, 24 points on 10 of 23 shooting. And Marcus Smart, a very efficient night. 7 of 11 from the field, 4 of 7 from three-point range. And he contributes with 18 points, five boards, four assists, uh, and two steals for our MVP hopeful. And I think after this game, I mean, you want to say Al Horford's jumped to the top of the list? Eh. Jalen Brown, I think it's wide open for the Boston Celtics. But it's only one game. It's only one game. But how does the market shift now after just this one game? Well, as expected, there was going to be a, a big reaction one way or another. The Warriors were favorites going into this game as minus 150, minus 155, minus 160. And you'd figure if they win, it would be well north of two, $2 and whatnot. The Celtics with this win, stealing home court advantage, now minus 175 on the DraftKings Sportsbook to win this series, and the Golden State Warriors on the comeback, plus 150. So, looking at this series now, who do you favor? The Warriors looked great until they didn't. It was the final five minutes, well, four-minute stretch from the, and maybe even started before that, but they failed to close out this game. They got outscored in the fourth quarter, 40-16. to 16. And all the questions about rest versus rust versus rhythm, tell you what, Extra three days off didn't matter. It mattered by getting some players healthy. Otto Porter Jr. played in this game, played 24 minutes, contributed 12 points, so it was nice to get him back. Jordan Poole, two of seven from the field. He, had, he played 25 minutes. He only, got, only scored nine points. Iguodala came back. He played 12 minutes, only contributed seven points. So what did the extra three days do for them? Nothing. And for the Boston Celtics, they looked pretty in rhythm, especially in that fourth quarter when they lit it up from three-point range. So now we take a look at the game two market. The Warriors, in a situational spot that I get, right? Home team, favorite to start the series, loses game one, you expect them to bounce back in game two. Throw in the zigzag, whatever. Warriors, four and a half point favorites over the Celtics. And this game one closed as a three and a half line. Total closed at 214, and it goes over. Total for game two, 215 and a half. So a one and a half point adjustment. So a one point adjustment on the spread. A one-and-a-half-point adjustment on the total. And I know there's a lot of people that are just going to buy into the zigzag here and are going to buy into the Golden State Warriors to learn from this, look much better, and come out here and, and win, and win big in Game 2 and even up this series going back to Boston. And if you're 
from the Celtics perspective, yeah, it's house money, right? Because your goal, when you start a series on the road, your goal is just to win one game. And by doing so, they stole home court advantage. So maybe, you know, if they don't, if they don't win this game too, it's okay because as long as they'll win their home games, they're going to win the NBA title. Now, if they win game two, they are clearly in the driver's seat with an opportunity to, well, forget about the sweep, but all you got to do is win two games and you have three at home. You want to talk about cushion? You want to talk about house money? It's all in front of the Celtics. And I love this Celtics team going in. You know, I picked them to win the series. Pick them plus the three and a half in game one. Marcus Smart is my MVP. But even I think I kind of like the Warriors in game two with the Celtics playing with a little bit of house money. But the four and a half is a high number. And I'm curious to see where the market's going to go by the time we get to that game on Sunday. Now, keep in mind, games are spaced out here in the NBA Finals. So you play game one on Thursday. They don't play game two until Sunday. And that extra time is good for a guy like a Robert Williams who's, you know, a little bit banged up. He played 24 minutes, though, in this game and had uh, six rebounds. So it's good for a guy like that. He had a couple of more days off. Marcus Smart even dealing with, you know, his lingering issues. Um, I-, I just think that so much was made before this series about the Golden State Warriors. And I kept on saying, perhaps it's not enough respect being given to the Boston Celtics. This is a very good team. The best defensive team in the NBA. The best defensive team in these playoffs. And yes, the Warriors were number two, but... Hey, one team scored 120 points in this game, and it wasn't the Golden State Warriors. The Celtics turned it on and squeezed when they needed to. Yes, the Warriors had a 38-point third quarter. Yes, the Warriors had a 32-point first quarter. But only 22 points in the second and only 16 points in the fourth? That is where you clamped down. And even though Jason Tatum didn't score, he facilitated 13 assists from Jason Tatum. You want to talk about a guy adjusting to what the defense is giving him? Yeah, he had a poor night shooting. Three of 17 from the field is not good. But when you're able to rack up 13 assists and... and Get your teammates involved. Find guys for open looks. And everyone was hitting threes in the fourth quarter. Ever Peyton Pritchard, Derek White, and yeah, Smart, Brown, Horford. Collectively as a team, 21 of 41 from three-point range. The Warriors, 19 of 45. But it was... The three-pointers in the fourth quarter that made the difference. Like I mentioned, at one point, the the Celtics, I believe, went eight of nine from the fourth quarter, uh, from three-point range in the fourth quarter. And I think it was nine of 12, maybe, 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. trailing by 15 late in the third quarter and to turn it around? Man, that is some comeback. And how do the Golden State Warriors bounce back on Sunday mentally after losing this lead and losing home court advantage? I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N. AIR will continue the conversation coming up next right here on the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of The Look Ahead brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties as they come in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical scott sadenberg back here with you this is the look ahead here on vcin the sports betting network want to see if there's an updated market here for the finals mvp all right here we got an updated market ready the front runner right now for the finals mvp is jason tatum off of the performance tonight, I wouldn't say that's the favorite, but, 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 hear me out. He was the favorite for the Celtics going into this series. Steph Curry was the favorite overall, and uh, Tatum was the favorite for the Celtics. And so, with the Celtics now having the lead in the series, and being among being you know a one minus one seventy five favorite to win this series, it makes sense that the favorite Celtic is now the favorite overall. As for Tatum's game, didn't quite do it scoring only twelve points on three of seventeen shooting, but he did contribute thirteen assists 
which is really, really big. So Tatum is your favorite, followed by Steph Curry. Tatum is plus 130, Curry plus 160. Then it's Jalen Brown at 6-1. to Jalen Brown scored 24 points on 10 of 23 shooting. He had 7 rebounds and 5 assists. Nice game overall for Jalen Brown. Al Horford, after the monster performance here in this game, is now your fourth favorite to win this award. Horford had 26 points on 9 of 12 shooting, 6 of 8 from 3-point range. He had 6 rebounds and 3 assists. And Marcus Smart is next at 18-1. to Smart had 18 points on 7 of 11 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3-point range. He had five rebounds and four assists. Those are your top favorites now for your finals MVP. So that is four of the top five favorites now are Boston Celtics with with them having a 1-0 series lead. I would assume if the Warriors win game two, We will see then Steph Curry eclipse Jason Tatum and go back to being the favorite. We will also see maybe somebody else on the Warriors step up and become a little bit higher on the odds. Steph Curry had, he was the high man for the game, 34 points on 12 of 25 shooting. Curry had seven of 14 three-pointers, five rebounds, and five assists. So the good, great night from Steph Curry, but the rest of the team, not much. Klay Thompson, just 15 points. Andrew Wiggins had 20 points. Draymond Green, 2 of 12 from the field, as uh, he has just 4 points on the night. So you look at this series now, and you look at game two, and you see, wait a minute, four and a half point favorites. Hmm. That's an adjustment. And at what point, because I do think the Warriors bounce back, but at what point do you possibly make a move on the Boston Celtics? Does it get to five? Could it get even beyond that? With more time, in between games, that's more time for the money to come in on this series. People will start to bet this, you know, at this number now. Sharps are going to hit it, certainly. And then the public's going to have Friday and Saturday to, you know, watch the, the, all the networks and listen to the radio and hear all the pundits talk about this series and get their bets in and I'm very curious to see where this thing goes by the time we get to Sunday night. And could we see a five or even more? Or does money come in on the Celtics? I I don't see money coming in on the Celtics just yet because there's the whole bounce back, there's the whole zigzag, and um, 
I just think it's, you know, it's a similar price to where we were. You know, this is a one-point adjustment based on the scenario. I don't think there's any other reason that we have this one-point adjustment. Right? Because it's not like Golden State. They obviously weren't the better team tonight. So, by telling us here that they're the better team by more than what they said before the series started? I don't think that's the case. How could you say that? How could anything in this game tell you that the Celtics, that the Warriors, excuse me, on a neutral court, instead of being a half-point favorite, are a point and a half better? And, And there's nothing. You can't tell me that. What you can tell me is that the situation now dictates the market move. Warriors down 0-1, playing with a little bit of desperation, and zigzag built in. They're going to make you pay a premium if you want to back the Golden State Warriors, excuse me, in game two, which is why you're seeing this spread move. As far as the total, I said yesterday I had no read on it. I don't think I have a read on it here again. It closed at 214. It went over, obviously. 228 was the total here in this one. It's lined up here at 215.5 for game two. And do I think that we could see a similar score like we saw here tonight? Maybe there's going to be a little bit of shooting regression, right? But then again, Warriors shot 45 three-pointers. The Celtics shot 41 three-pointers. You know, are, are the Celtics going to shoot 51.2%? Maybe not. The Warriors, 42%. All right, well, so you take away maybe, you know, a couple of three-pointers. I still think there's potential for points to be scored because of the type of shots that these teams are taking. I mean, look at this. You had the Warriors scoring 32 in the first quarter, 38 in the third quarter, the Celtics were 28-28-24 and then erupted for the 40.4 quarter. And yes, that was due to hitting, I believe, their first seven three-pointers, finishing out nine of 12 from three-point range. And wow, just, just a, uh, a balanced scoring effort from a balanced roster, not overwhelmed by the moment. Maybe early on you could say it, but I don't even think so. Because they played consistently throughout. That's the thing. And the Golden State Warriors just didn't. Warriors had a a bad second quarter and a very bad fourth quarter. And, you know, maybe that's where the youth comes in. That the young legs of the Boston Celtics were just more energized in the fourth quarter. I, I don't know. What I do know is that Boston, I felt, was disrespected going into this series. I think maybe they're a little disrespected going into game two. I felt that Boston was a similar team, if not a little bit better than Golden State, but the market was telling us otherwise. And I would still, I mean, the Boston Celtics now minus 175. I mean, this is a great spot to be in. If you are a Boston Celtics backer, a great spot to be in. 
I'm Scott Satterberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll be joined by James Alberino, who you follow on Twitter at Spread Investor. We'll break down this game one of the NBA Finals, talk about the market setting the line here for game two. What type of adjustments do we expect to see from both the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics? And uh, does the winner of game two win this series? Whether it's the Celtics going up 2-0 or the Warriors evening things up at 1-1. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday Leadoff Challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit DraftKings.com slash Peacock for more info. Don't just watch your shows, Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Joining us now to talk more about the NBA Finals is James Alberino. You follow him on Twitter, at Spread Investor. And James, after the Golden State Warriors uh, blow a 15-point lead and the Celtics win game one, 120-108, has your opinion of this series changed from what you were thinking going into game one? No, because the Celtics have advantages in this series in a couple of different ways in, in terms of the guys that they can target uh, for Golden State. Um, when Boston has the ball, they can go at Jordan Poole. They can go at Steph Curry. Did I see the, this game going the way that it did? No, it's, um, Golden State dominated for the majority of the game and Boston really turned it up for the fourth quarter, um, 40 to 16 fourth quarter. So the Celtics definitely stole one and, and, you know, Warriors are going to be in a desperate spot, but the Celtics, yeah, the Celtics definitely, you know, are alive and, and not really much of a surprise. Yeah. A 17 Oh run there at the end of the fourth quarter. And they make nine of 12, three pointers, in the fourth quarter. Is that really the key to the Celtics beating this Golden State Warriors team is making their three-pointers? I mean, yeah, if you're not hitting shots consistently in most NBA games, let alone against Golden State, you're not going to win very often. And, yeah, because, look, you saw how well Marcus Smart was playing defense. Curry was just hitting almost every shot. In, in the first half, six of eight from three in the first quarter. And Golden State's going to go on those runs. Jordan Poole didn't even get going tonight. He had nine points. Um, Clay only had 15. So those guys are going to get going, and the Celtics are going to have to hit shots. Like a lot of people are going to point to Jason Tatum's stat line and say, well, he shot 17%, and the Celtics won. Look at that. But uh, Al Hawford was six of eight from three tonight, Derek White was five of eight from three. Marcus Smart, four of seven from three. So they had three guys who are not any of their, their two main guys 
really go off from three. And, yeah, it's going to have to be a, a collective effort from the Celtics behind the three-point line. When you looked at Jason Tatum's performance, uh, the fact that he had 13 assists in this game really impressed me because he wasn't shooting well. You mentioned as poorly as he shot, uh, but getting his teammates involved. And really, I thought the Celtics ball movement was incredible in this game. And the Warriors, as good a defense as they played during the regular season, I thought they collapsed too much on a lot of the shooters for Boston. And they were able to just swing it around and get open three-pointers. Well, that's a lot of maturity on Tatum's end. A lot of that had to be premeditated, knowing that he was going to get double teamed in a lot of cases, especially when he gets switched on on Curry. The Warriors almost automatically are going to double. They have to. So Tatum's anticipating that and, and looking to kick out. It's definitely worth looking at his assist prop over for the rest of the series. Um and the Celtics in general, when you have wins like this, where you do come back from such a deficit and, you know, you add this to a resume of two games, seven wins. Now these playoffs and beating a couple superstars along the way, the, the shift in confidence in late game confidence is big. Now the, you know, the Celtics early in the season, they weren't finishing games. That was their problem. And then as the year goes on and then, and then you go deeper in the playoffs now, like you just add more and more mature uh, closeouts for this team, which is arguably more talented than Golden State. I think it's big for their momentum the rest of the series. You were on uh, Marcus Smart's over PRA at 18 and a half. He had 18 points. Forget about plus rebounds and assists. What made you like that so much going into this game? Yeah, it was 18 and a half for just points and rebounds, but um, his number has been low for really the last series and a half. Um, he averaged 20, uh, almost 23 points and rebounds per game versus Miami. And that was a game that was despite having only five points in one game, game that he played hurt. And he averaged almost 17 points per game alone versus the Heat, and he went over that P and R number uh, six of the last nine games. So his shooting, his volume is way up. The seven three-point attempts tonight wasn't a fluke. He, he had nine attempts in two different games versus Miami, and I think his number is not going to get adjusted enough. His overs are definitely worth looking at. Well, now we take a look at game two, uh, market lining up. The Golden State Warriors is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, are you surprised that there is a one full one-point adjustment, at least as of now, from what we closed game one at? Uh, no, it, it opened up three-and-a-half. It moved to four within ten minutes, if if not less, and, and four-and-a-half was about a half hour afterwards. So, yeah, it's a, it's a Warrior spot. I bet it at four, and yeah, early money in a desperation spot. Golden State can't go down 0-2, and you know, you're going to get their best effort from them. Would you consider a Golden State first half play? I'm going to play Warriors double result at even money. Oh, okay, so have, have a lead at the half yep, and then at, have a, win the game. Yep, yep. at half and, and, and win the game, yeah. I like yeah, them. I, I like them. I like I like them. I like them early in the game, and, and I like them to win the game. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. They're minus one eighty for the money line on the game. You get even money or close to even money 
on uh, the double result. I like that bet a lot because, yes, you, you're, you're right. It is a desperation spot. They can't go down 0-2. Uh, would you agree, and, and I know it's crazy to say this from one perspective, and it might be crazy to say it overall, but would you say or make the argument that the winner of game two wins this series? Uh, I, I, I don't know about that necessarily. Well, can the Warriors come back from 0-2 down, going to Boston for game three? Can they come back from down 0-2? I think that would be an uphill battle for sure. But if the Warriors win this game, I, I don't think that necessarily means the Warriors go on and win the series. I think I think it, it's 1-1 going to Boston, and this is going to be a long series. This mm-hmm. is going to be... This is going to be a lot of a lot of swings. You know, there's there's going to be a lot of three point attempts in general. I, I think the Celtics. I got to look at the box score, but I think they attempted they attempted fifty three, fifty one threes tonight. Forty one threes, and the Warriors forty five. Forty one threes. You, you can you can you're going to get eighty threes combined in in a couple of these games, and that that can lead to a lot of swings and, and scoring. And, you know, so both teams are going to go on their runs. Uh, this is we're in for, yeah, a long series. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Obviously the market overreacts to each game. So the Warriors were about minus 150, minus 155 to win the series prior to game one. The Celtics win steal home court advantage. And now they are minus 175 to win this series. If Golden State were to win game two, I would imagine that they might shift back to being favorites despite the fact that Boston stole home court advantage. Would you, uh, what do you think the market will do if a Golden State wins game two? Uh, depending on how they win, um, yeah, you'll probably get Golden State as a, as a real small favorite. You, Probably minus, maybe minus one ten, close mm-hmm. to even. Um, Boston's still going to have on court in, in that case, and um, you know, with so much time in between games, look, this is Thursday night. Next game is going to be Sunday. The next seventy-two hours, there's going to be a lot of Celtics narrative talk, and I think regardless of game, what happens after game two, there's going to be so much Celtics buzz going into it now that. Um, going into game three, if it's 1-1, a lot of people will still probably want to bet the Celtics. So, uh, real quick, we got about a minute left. Uh, over, uh, it was the most combined three-pointers made in a finals game here. Do you lean towards the over or under in game number two? I'll probably lean again towards the over. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Tatum's gonna the a, amount of threes. Tatum's going to have a big game. Um, Poole and, and Thompson are going to want to have big games. There's a couple of guys that shot definitely above their, their normal output this game, but um, with potential for a couple of stars to, to have bounce yep. back, pretty good spot for the over. Line set at 215 and a half. James, appreciate the time and the conversation. Enjoy game two on Sunday. Absolutely, man. Thank you. There he is, James Alvarino. Hit him up at Spread Investor. This is The Look Ahead on VC.
on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vcin.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Scott Sadenberg back here. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wanted to take a look at how the prop. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. It did here in game one of the NBA Finals. If you recall last night, we were trying to figure out where there was an inaccuracies in the prop market. For example, the, the one that really stuck out to me was Jalen Brown's points, rebounds, and assists number. It, it was, look, at it was 34 and a half, okay? But it didn't exactly make sense. Um, well, no, is this, was this for game one, guys, or is that for game two coming up? That was for game one? Okay. So I was looking at Jalen Brown, or maybe I was just looking at, yeah, points, rebounds, assists, 24 and a half points. He finishes with 24, six and a half rebounds. He finishes with uh, uh, seven rebounds, so he goes right over there. Three and a half assists, he gets five. We were looking for inaccuracies with the, the PRA and then adding up the numbers together and seeing, like, you know, well, that means he's going to have to have, you know, five assists in order to go over that number. If you just look at uh, his other numbers, and, well, he did have five assists, but the under on his three and a half assists was heavily juiced. Um, but the one prop that we did consider, we didn't play any. I'm not a big prop guy, but we talked about it last night, and I said maybe Jason Tatum under his point total because his point total was a little exaggerated from what he has been averaging throughout these playoffs. It was only like a point difference, but that's what's going to happen. They're going to push these up by a point or a point and a half to try to entice you to bet it or, or really just make you pay a premium for wanting to bet an over. Uh, but Tatum goes way under his points prop as he finishes with just 12 points on three of 17 shooting. But like we talked about with James Alberino last segment, his assist prop over. 
And he had, I, I don't know if he's going to have 13 assists in every game, but this was a clear adjustment made by Jason Tatum that was likely premeditated, knowing how he was going to be defended and trying to adjust off of that, accepting the double teams and moving the ball to his teammates. And, you know, I wish there's got to be a a site somewhere that keeps track of this. Um, The, let's see. And I think, uh, I think the NBA actually does this. So one of the things that I love most is the, um, the hockey assist in basketball. And the hockey assist in basketball is where, you know, like in hockey, there's multiple assists. It's not just the guy that passed the puck directly to the goal scorer. You also get the guy who passed the puck before that. And so I love the hockey assist in basketball because it it kind of tracks how you are um, utilizing your teammates. So if you make a pass to somebody and then they make a pass to the scorer, only the guy who made the first, you know, the second pass gets the assist. The hockey assist would be the guy who initiated that play. Um, And I love taking a look at that. And so I want to see here, they have secondary assist numbers here um, on NBA.com. And this is uh, per game, I guess. So Steph Curry's got 1.6, and he leads the way. Um, and it's that's secondary assists. As far as regular assists, uh, it's players that are out of the playoffs now. But the first player that is in the NBA Finals would be Draymond Green, 6.3 assists per game. Marcus Smart, 6.2. Marcus Smart, 0.7 secondary assists. So I bet you Jason Tatum. And I don't know if this, let's see, the last game, is it on here? No. I, I got to see Jason. I, I would love to see what Jason Tatum's, like, hockey assists were in this game. Because I was very impressed by the ball movement from the, the Boston Celtics all game. And so, yeah, he had 13 assists. But I bet you there were a few more hockey assists there for Jason Tatum because he accepted that double team kicked the ball out. There was good ball movement. And I thought the Warriors really collapsed too much on defense, especially at the end. Like, in that fourth quarter, when the Celtics are in the midst of this 17-0 run, before it really got to the 17 point, uh, there were moments where you could feel the game slipping away from the Golden State Warriors. And I get it, right? You haven't made a shot in a couple of minutes. You had this lead. It was 103 it was 103-100. And then from that moment on, it became a 17-0 run for the Boston Celtics. It was 103-100 with, at the 6-0-5 mark. And then Derek White makes a three. Steph Curry misses a shot. Al Horford makes a three. Draymond Green turns the ball over. Al Horford with another three. Draymond Green misses a three. Then you have Steph Curry misses a shot. Al Horford with another basket. Now it's 111 to 103. 
Draymond misses two free throws. Marcus Smart then makes a three-pointer. It's 114-103. But in in the Marcus Smart three-pointer in particular, I mean, that was a play that I pointed out, I, I noted when I was watching it, because I thought that the Warriors were playing almost like desperation defense on that play. Like they were really running and trying to close out on on the on the shooters there, on the ball handlers. And I just thought they they did a really good job. You know, Jalen Brown misses a shot there. Al Horford gets the rebound and he passes it to Marcus Smart, who makes the shot. And then Jason Tatum found Smart for another three-pointer. The Celtics did a really, really good job. Uh, So let's take a look at the prop market once again and uh, see how everyone else did here. So we know Tatum went under his points, but clearly went over his assists. As far as Marcus Smart is concerned, his uh, point total was only 14.5. He goes over, and he didn't even have, like, a great scoring effort. I mean, yeah, four three-pointers, but he had 18 points. It's not like he had 25. Uh, His rebounds was three and a half, and he goes over that number easily. And his assist number was five and a half, which is interesting because that's lower than his average, but he did go under that total with only four assists in this game. But let me tell you something. If they keep lining up Jason Tatum, I know I keep bringing up that point, at four and a half assists, I almost think he got to go over every single time. For Al Horford, ten and a half points? Come on. Got 26 points. If Al Horford, 10 and a half? If Al Horford just gives you two three-pointers, not the six that he made, if he just gives you two, you're easily getting over that 10 and a half. How about the Golden State Warriors? Steph Curry goes over his point total. He had a good scoring game. 27 and a half points. He has 34 points. Klay Thompson, 19 and a half. He goes under. Andrew Wiggins goes over with his 20-point performance. Jordan Poole goes under. And I would have thought that Jordan Poole would be a guy that would go over. But he goes under. Draymond Green's assist number was five and a half, and Draymond had just five assists. Kevon Looney's rebounds, nine and a half. And this is another one that we talked about last night that I like the under because of the size of, you know, having Al Horford and um, and Robert Williams there. And Looney has nine assists, so just barely. Just barely goes under. <laughs> I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter, at Scott's on Air. So the Warriors now four-and-a-half-point favorites in Game 2 coming up on Sunday night. Coming up next, let's get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Talk about the Western Conference Finals, which we saw here. The Avalanche taking a two-games-to-none series lead, holding serve on home ice. The Eastern Conference will continue here on Friday. Can the Rangers do the same? This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.